Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, everybody. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. It is Super Wild Card Weekend. It's here, guys, in the NFL. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Key. Happy Friday, Max. Super Wild Card Weekend. Yes. Happy Friday. Yeah, it's this is uh, it's like, you know, got through another season, yeah. right? Long Getting season, long longest season. season of all time, really. It guess feels what, that way to you? It didn't feel that way to No, me. it didn't. No, we got a big snowstorm know. coming Sunday, supposedly, so you're going to be in the house watching all the games, Saturday, Sunday. Key will probably not be. <laughs> I didn't say, any, smile, I didn't say like, anything. Mm. You said snowstorm. I just smiled. <laughs> Enjoy your snow. Yeah, I'm in the air. Yeah, that's uh, – I'll tell you what. You know who's got their eye on the weather is Belichick and, and – and mm-hmm. like that game. Could you imagine? I mean, it was really the wind, and we talked about it yesterday, but that game belongs in the freezing, cold, snow on the ground, snow coming down. That's perfect for Patriots well, according and according to Bart Scott, there are ways to keep yourself warm, but we'll move on to a different subject. <laughs> By the way, Bears wide out. <laughs> Allen Robinson joins us at 6.15 Central, 7.15 Eastern. We got – Adam Schefter yesterday from the 6 p.m. Sports Center on the big news of yesterday, which was the firing of David Culley. Do you recall a couple of a week ago, we were talking about there are two African-American head coaches left in the NFL. And I said at the time, eh, it's kind of like one because David Culley was brought in almost like an interim coach. He was 65 when he was hired. They didn't have a quarterback. Everything was in turmoil. Not exactly a situation we were set up to succeed. Here is Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider, on SportsCenter yesterday on the Texans firing Cully. This was the outcome that many people around the league expected after one season for David Cully. They felt like Houston couldn't exactly hire who it wanted for head coach last offseason. And so when they ran into those issues, they hired David Cully as a bridge, as a placeholder. Now that they've gotten through that season, they had a few days, I think, to figure out the marketplace, see if they might be able to acquire a coaching candidate that would interest them, survey the coaching landscape, and they ultimately decided, as most people expected, that David Culley would be let go after one year on the job. Yeah, it's it's one of those deals. Max, I knew this was coming all along from the beginning when Coach Culley was first mentioned on taking the job having spoken to him early on in the process and just kind of communicating back and forth in situations, not only with him, but potential assistant head, assist, assistant coaches that was going to join his staff. This is nothing new, especially for somebody like me, <clears throat> where he couldn't even bring some of his people that he wanted to bring as his assistant coaches. Yeah, they, they let him hire Lovey Smith, but he wanted to bring other guys. Then on top of that, they wanted him to fire his offensive coordinator, and he wouldn't do that. He was going to stay loyal to it. But in the process, there's only 32 of these jobs, okay? 65 years at, at the time, I think he was 64 years old when he took the job. Mm-hmm. So now you say to yourself, I waited this long. I've been an assistant coach in the National Football League forever. I have an opportunity now to get a job as a head coach, and if I turn it around just enough, then maybe that one turns into two, that two turns into three, Plus four. It's now or never. You know? Exactly. You got to take the job. You have to take the job. You just you have to, and that's unfortunate that you are backed into a corner that way, but that is the way society is. 
But we all knew this was going to happen, though, right? We talked about this when he first got the job, Key, about how he was going to have to be the scapegoat to a degree because of the, the situation that he wasn't inheriting, right? So my question now is, who would want this job? That's a legit question. I mean, other than the money, like, is this franchise set up to be successful in the future when there's so many question marks around it? Well, I mean, it's one of the, the 32 jobs. I understand that. It's a covenant position. Any position in the NFL is a covenant position. But still, if you're a guy like Brian Flores, you're looking at the situation saying, do I want to be a part of that organization moving forward? The, okay, so here, here's what I would say. There's 32, like y'all said, yep. teams. But you also got to remember Nick Casario came in a year ago. So he, didn't, he wasn't there. He just got there as well. So by him just getting there, whoever the next head coach is, is not on a one- or two-year window. He's got to have an extension of four to five, six years to get things turned around because there's a lot of hair in the organization and around it from a negativity standpoint. So you can't have a guy just come in for a year or two. It's going to be a long-term situation. So you certainly would want that job. Sounds like a like – well, listen, before we even move past it, one African-American head coach – in the NFL right now, out of thirty-two, don't get me started teams. on this. I mean, thirty-two teams won. So, uh, so like in st- each time, it's like, well, in this particular case, there's always a rationalization for it, right? A rationale for it. The bottom line is, the league is like seventy-five percent black, one African American head coach. It's a problem, and 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 it's like it's been a problem, and 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 also it was even one before, like while Cully had the job, because as we said, he was not, he was basically in a bridge or an interim coach. And when people wonder, we could move. There, there's other stuff to talk about here, but what you guys like, what what, and just any kind of a, a person of social conscious goes. When do we get equality? And and by that I mean like not just hey here, be content with scraps, right? But when do we get? When are people treated like people? Because this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right, um, January thirteenth in Houston, guys. <laughs> Marks a, the day. It's a it's a day of reckoning. The Astros in 2020 fired A.J. Hinch and Jeff Luno because of the sign-stealing scandal, right? The Rockets in 2021, this is all on January 13th, trade James Harden. (laughs) (laughs) And then on January 13th, 2022, that's like right now, the Texans just fired David Culley. (laughs) What is it about that day? January 13th, watch yourself. If you have a prominent position in Houston sports, what's going to happen? Who, who gets it next year is the question on January 13th in Houston. you got to start going through the, like, wh- wh- who's going to get it on January 13th in Houston next year? Um, Brian Flores, the reason how many African-American head coaches was in the news in, in the NFL was because Brian Flores – had just been fired by the um, Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. And I keep, I keep wanting to say Marlins in my head. I don't <laughs> know why. I'm not thinking about the Marlins recently, but at any rate, by the Miami Dolphins, in spite of the fact that he was coming off consecutive winning seasons, like without the, a ton of talent and a, and a, and a very young quarterback. Um, is the Texans' job something in light of what you just said, Key, that you can't just hire and fire a guy? Is that something he would possibly be interested in? 
Uh, yeah, of course. You'll be interested in it because you going into the situation, you're dealing with the general manager and you don't, you know, so if I'm if I'm going there, I don't need to deal with the owner. I'm dealing with the general manager. And that is my position. Plus, I need a long-term contract in security, and I understand that this is a team that we have to build for the future. I'm not going in there thinking I'm getting ready to win right now. I don't even know who the hell my quarterback going to be. Like, I don't know. There's all sorts of little pieces running around personnel-wise. I don't know. So I'm starting from ground zero with this organization. And, again, there's only 32 of them. Yeah. But don't you think if you're Brian Flores, you want to sit tight? Like, yeah, Brian Flores can actually have jobs. It's not like he's forced to take a job like David Culley had to take the Texans job. If you're Brian Flores, you're like, all right, I want to know who my quarterback is. One would think. It's a pretty big statement to understand what team you're coming in and building around for the future, isn't it? Type of dude Brian Flores is, though. I'll bet you they have a winning streak next year. I'll bet you they win. Well, they have four wins. I bet you they get to six or seven year one. That's why you'd want him as a coach. Tune into ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily. Available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Colts have been on the quarterback carousel since Andrew Luck retired. And it could continue this offseason, despite giving up a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. We'll tell you why. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN 2. Mm. Download the podcast. Get it on your smart speakers. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. It is time for Straight Talk, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here is Colts GM Chris Ballard on their quarterback situation, which means Carson Wentz. You've got to get consistency there. And the years we've gotten it, we've been pretty good. And we thought we had it until the, you know, until the end of the season. I'd like for you know Carson to be the long-term answer or, or – Find somebody's going to be here for the next 10 to 12 years. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way, man. I mean, I can dream about it and wish about it and do everything I can to figure out the solution, but you do the best of what you can do at the time 
that you have to make a decision. That's that's how you do it. Straight talk wireless, no mm-hmm. contract, no compromise. What do you hear there, Key? Well, he's explaining why they went and got Carson Wentz. That's all he's saying. He's explaining why they went and got Carson Wentz, <laughs> and he's expected for him he expected for him to do a better job than what he did toward the end of the season. But they're not going away from him, but they are going to look at somebody else to come in and put him in some sort of exactly. competition. I didn't exactly. have a problem with what he's. Do you have a no, problem no, with what he said? No, not at all. Just like put you Carson on blast. You wouldn't have to do your consulting thing where you answer no, for him, no, right? No, like no. He, he was straight up. He like, man, we spent all this money on this bum in the fourth quarter of games. He's tricking it off late in the season. That's basically what he's saying. He better get it together because he was expected to be our guy for 10 years, Jay, and it's, it's not looking like that. I'm going to bring somebody else in here to push him, and otherwise he's going to be on the streets. And like I told you, a lot of my family lives in Indianapolis. You love to hear that as a fan, right? Because you're yelling at the TV in that game against the Jaguars. You're like, yo, what's going on? This is a must-win scenario for us. Why are you tricking off the game? So now when you hear a guy like Chris Ballard come out and say that, you're like, damn right. Put him on blast and let him know if you don't come and you don't perform, then there will be other people in that same position that will give us the best opportunity to win. You That's gotta, what you want to hear. You got to think about it, Max. It's like anything, right? It's at the time that was the right decision, the best move that was out there. We couldn't get Matthew Stafford because the Rams beat us to the punch on that one and gave up more than we was willing to get. We saw a relationship with Frank Wright. So we said, okay, Carson wins Frank Wright. We spend less money. And we value both of them as the same. We're not spending the money, the trade value, all that. We're not doing that for Matthew Stafford. In hindsight, they probably now said to themselves, well, we probably should have did it. Stafford was a lot you more know? expensive, mm-hmm. though. But it was, but it was but, first. Yeah, it was more expensive. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a relationship yep. with Carson Wentz and Frank Reich, and I could give up less. Yeah, and I, a contingency is if we do this, they get that. Da 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 da. There are two things with Wentz for me. And he had a nice bounce-back season for the most part. You're but right. there are two things. Since his injury, and I was there that day at the Coliseum, he's tough as nails. Like, he completed a couple passes on an injury most guys are like, you know, you can't really play on. But the bottom line, and he's never really physically been the same since then to me. But the bottom line about Wentz to me, guys, I look at how a team performs for a guy consistently like I bring up Brian Flores team never quit no matter what and wound up winning a couple seasons winning records Carson Wentz just take a look at how the team responded to when to him under center versus someone else on the same team with the Eagles Nick Foles they win the Super Bowl well okay fine but Carson Wentz got him most of the way there guys the next season they were five and six dead in the water they caught fire when Foles came on, went to the playoffs, won on the road, almost won two games on the road. Look at uh, Jalen Hurts. The team wasn't mm-hmm. functioning. Then they seemed to want to play for Hurts. Even, even what's his name? The 40-year-old quarterback on one wheel who'd never been in the playoffs. McCown. McCown, yeah. McCown lost to Seattle. Yes, he <laughs> did. But it was the same score that Carson Wentz lost to Seattle in the regular season, and McCown's not Carson well, Wentz. Look, the team, I don't see teams playing for the guy. It, it's, it's something to be said in situations like that. There's no question about it. But because, as I always say, I can fix him. <laughs> I, can fix, I can fix him. That's what somebody's going to say. Even when they move on from Indianapolis from him and they decide next year that they're going to move on, there's somebody that says, he was the number two pick of the draft, man. Let's just kick the tires on him. Yeah. 
I mean, think about it. Because he's got some talent. talent. There's something there that made him the number two pick of the draft. He had a nice bounce back year. Let's see where it is in 2022 if he continues to bounce back or if he goes way back. Here's a challenge for 2022, 2023 for him, though. If you're talking about the competition that he had with Nick Foles and look what that led to. You talk about the competition he had with Jalen Hurts. Look what that led to. Now you're telling me Chris Ballard is going to bring in somebody else, which I would do too, and say, hey, look, if you can't handle it, somebody else will. How will he psychologically handle that? Well, I think that's what Ballard is saying. What Ballard is saying to me is that plan that he had yesterday for the Giants to bring in like Trubisky or someone to compete with him. What Ballard is saying is, look, Carson, you you had everything you needed. You didn't get it done. Obviously, they're going to have to pay him. They give up a lot for him. They probably don't move on from him, but – this might be an open competition yes. now. We're going to bring someone in. You got to win this yeah, it's job. Like a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fake open competition. Yeah, because they want it to it be is, him. It is fake until he crumbles, if he crumbles. No, no, but I'm There's saying. There's been history of him crumbling mentally, and that's what you start to think about with him, right? Like, okay, when somebody gives it to you and there's nobody behind you, you have an opportunity to do your thing. But the moment somebody's behind you, that shows a little bit of a pop. Like, he starts to get a little bit smaller in those moments. Well, a fake competition is – we're going to bring him in to compete with you, put you on notice. Five games into the season, we'll remove you if you're not doing your job. So yeah. it's like a fake – it's not really a – a real competition is – From the beginning, yeah. Oh, it's Who's like going to start? A real, I, I, a real competition is I'm bringing in a guy like a – I don't know, Marcus Mariota, and he's really going to share reps along the way. You get two preseason games or a preseason and a half, he gets a preseason and a half. He takes one rep, you take two reps. That's a real competition. Yeah, I hear what you're you know? saying. But but it's it's almost like they're going to bring somebody in to light a fire under him to see if he can catch big flames. Is it going to light a fire? That's the question. You know what, though? Know. Is like, it going to light a fire? Evan just got in my ear with a suggestion. The problem with Wentz is if there's a guy close to as talented as him, but the team responds better, he's out. Yes. Evan mentioned Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor can play. Tyrod Taylor, like, in a parallel universe. What do you mean, bringing Tyrod Taylor in? Yeah. Someone like that, right? Hmm. In a parallel universe, like, like, you know, if his career works out a little different, he's considered a franchise quarterback. I don't know if they'll bring T.T. in. I don't think so. You're just using it as a hypothetical I'm just saying, example. Oh, like an you got to be, care- of like you gotta be careful who you bring in because they might just take that's the That's what I'm saying, yes. I'm trying to think, who could you bring in? That's out there. That's not a young quarterback that could take the job. Mitchell Trubisky. But Mitch Trubisky probably going to wind up going um, wherever Brian Dable goes to wind up being a starter other than Chicago. That's what what I would do. Let's chew on this one throughout the show, figure out Mm. what we come up with. The Colts are hoping Carson Wentz gets in the zone in 2022. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. One coach is coaching for his future this weekend. We ain't talking about Mike McCarthy yet. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Who has the most on the line in Super Wild Card Weekend? The most. And why? Be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. I got a definite answer. Definitive about this one. Ooh. I know exactly who has the most on the line and why. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Do you have a definite answer? Don't ESPN Nation, mm-hmm. presented by Dr. Pepper. The college football season's over. Fans are celebrating their victory. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. All right, guys. So let's do it. We're going to talk about what's on the line in each of these games. Key, let's start with the Bengals and, and Raiders. What's on the line? In Bengals Raiders, I think the biggest thing on the line in this football game is on the Raiders side. You got a head coach who's trying to keep his job, and in, in Rich Passaccia, if he wins a playoff game, it's going to be very, very difficult to remove him. If he loses, then you can start opening it up and thinking about it or whatnot. And then Carr, Carr's first playoff appearance as a starting quarterback, can he win in the playoffs? We saw him take care of business in in the post in the regular season. Can he do it in the postseason? That's on the line for me. Cincinnati, not really nothing there. Head of schedule, they're a young team. It's nothing really on the line for them. I kind of think it's free money on both sides, Key, right? For everything that the Raiders have been through this year, exceeding expectations. If they win, okay, understandable. Joe Burrow and company haven't been to the playoffs in a long time, right? Joe Thorough, as you like to call him, Max. If they lose, you're not going to look at them differently. You feel like they're ahead of schedule. But if they win, though, you could start saying for Joe Thorough, like, wow, at this stage of his career, coming off injury last year, what he's been able to do, get a playoff win, there's a lot to gain there. But I still think it's free money on both sides. I, okay. For the Raiders, this is a Cinderella season. It's a, I know the yeah. Raiders and Cinderella, but it's a Cinderella <laughs> season, <laughs> that, that, right? that don't go together. Yeah. But it is. And the way Derek Carr has performed, and he's never won in the playoffs yet, and the whole thing, a lot on the line there. Even though, in a way, they've already exceeded expectations for the season, there's a, there's a lot of upside. It doesn't mean as much downside. There's a lot of upside. But for the Bengals, and Dan Graziano joins us now, for the Bengals, Dan, you may say that, well, they're ahead of schedule. There's nothing online. It's how Key feels. The way I feel, Joe, there are some guys, like uh, Brady was like this early in his career. Derek Jeter was always like this. Whether or not it was true, they believed they were the best player who stepped on every field they were ever on, and their team believed it too somehow, even if guys put up better numbers – Joe Burrow, to me, is one of those dudes. And I don't think he thinks he's ahead of schedule, Dan. I think he's trying to win a Super Bowl right now. He is. And, and look, he, I've talked to him before the season started, asked him what his goals were for the season. You know, this is the Bengals, right? They're, it's like, well, win the division, you know, win some play, like, like that kind of stuff. I, I also talked to him before they played the Packers earlier this year. They had a back-and-forth game against the Packers. They should have won if somebody had made a kick, mm-hmm. right? That was the guy. I think, I think the Packers missed a couple kicks. The Bengals missed three, and it went to overtime. And finally, Mason Crosby hit it. But before that game, I asked him about Aaron Rodgers. And I said, do you ever get, like, is any party you ever get, you know, starstruck when you play, when you're going to play against him? He said, no, man, like, he just can't. He said, I'll, I'll talk to him after the game, and I'll, I'll enjoy talking to him and picking his brain, but 
No, and and look, I mean, I, that answer doesn't always go that way. But with him, it was very natural and very authentic. Like, no, 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 this is I, I, I belong on that field That's, with him. This is ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Dan, I hear you 100 percent about Joe Burrow in that game with Aaron Rodgers. I was shocked that he lost that game. He's playing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, They're in overtime, and I was sitting there sure that Joe Burrow would win the game. That's yeah. the feel. I mean, it's. But like Rodgers, he got him in field goal range two or three mm-hmm. times with a yep. winning kick, and they just didn't make it. So that was he. I, I think that game proved to the Bengals and to people about the Bengals that they they could play with anybody. Yeah, they they can, but they're basically playing with house money. I, I, they're, yeah, they're, I get they're, they're young. Yeah. They're ahead of schedule. There's, I mean, if, if they win a playoff game, then great. That that's good for them. The fact that they won the division, they mm-hmm. got into the playoffs at the start of the season. The bullseye was on Zach Taylor to be fired mid year. Yep. He beat the odds on that one. That's why, to me, it's just like there's more to gain for the Raiders in this situation. A lot of up, a lot of up, not a lot of downside, a lot of upside, upside for, for both teams. teams. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Dan, but the legacy you feel like game. the yep. legacy you feel like for Joe Thorough, Joe Burrow could just be Ooh. heightened quickly. Mahomes got to the AFC Championship game first year as a starter, second season in the yeah, league. He did, and yes. Burrow is not as he's very talented. Very, his talent well, is Max, undersold. So, he ain't Mahomes, but he's very talented. But that's that was a I think playoff team before he took over, too, though. That's true. that's true. That's true. Yeah. But that's, yeah, fair. That, that's Wait, a good point. We're talking about the Bengals. Like, You're covering this is the game. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> they haven't won exactly. a playoff game in 31 years. Like, Dan, you're going to be there. I will be there, yeah. I'm flying from here after get up. I'm heading to Cincinnati. I hope that you are dressing very warm. I am. So but what is on? Not in Buffalo, at least. Dan, what's on the line for the Raiders? What's yeah, on the line? This is what I can't figure out because, like, is Rich Bisaccia going to keep the job? And, and I think there's a possibility that the answer is yes, but I also think there's a possibility Mark Davis, the owner, has had his eye on someone else uh, for head coach. So if, Even as if you, they win? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. If they win and you hold it off, like, does that, that just goes further. But if you lose, like, let, and let's say you get blown, let's say you look bad, and you yeah, lose, yeah, yeah. Then, then all of a sudden maybe that prompts ownership to go back and say, you know what, maybe we should just stick with the plan. I know the players – uh, I love Rich Bisaccia. I would love it for him to keep the job, uh, and it's a great story. But if the Raiders lose the game, then I think a lot of the good feeling of the last month is easy for ownership to throw out the window and say, all right, well, look, a month ago we were saying Derek Carr's taking us as far as he's going to take us. Maybe we need to look at other options. He's got one year left on his contract, right, and he hasn't been extended yet. Uh, he could be extended, but it, it's also possible they could change, especially if they change GMs and coaches. Right, so the whole thing could be overhauled, which a month ago is where you thought the Raiders were headed. So if they lose, then I think it's a lot easier for them to go back to that potential plan. Whereas if they win, that holds it off and builds a case to say, "Hey, maybe we're fine the way we are." Meantime, the Bills and Patriots. Yeah, Dan, they you know this was supposed to be the season that the Bills, yeah. you know, showed that they are firmly in control of the AFC. The previous era is over. So what, what's on the line here? Well, I think that to a large extent. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo is, is sure that, that they're better than the Patriots. Like they know that they, they, they – and, and they hate that people are still wondering. And that's why they were so annoyed that they lost that game in Buffalo in the wind because they felt like this was a ridiculous game and, and the, our chance to win and show who we are was taken from us by the weather. Mm-hmm. And then three weeks later, they felt like they were back to, all right, this is what it's supposed to look like. The Patriots are having a nice little season. We are a legitimate AFC powerhouse, uh, and, and it's our division, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think they feel that way about the Patriots. Now it's the playoffs, so you don't really – the rivalry doesn't – you know, isn't the dominant thing. 
but they do have a great deal of confidence against the Patriots. It's so funny, Dan. You said that they feel like the the bad weather took the game away from them. No, they got dominated the line of scrimmage. They got pushed right. around. They that would, that they has would, nothing to do with the win. One play. Yeah, I'm not play. saying they're no, right. They, of course they would. But, but 200, was, 222 that, yards on the ground you, is not were, one play. They were salty. Jay, I'll remind everyone that early in Tom Brady's career, if you talk to NFL players around the league, after they lost to the Patriots, they'd be like, damn, I know we're better than those guys. Well, well that's right? because yeah, of the exactly, quarterback, yeah. though. That's because of the quarterback. Because almost everybody that lost to the Patriots did so because they turned it over. And that's the thing that, yeah. that really you know, nags at you as a team. The Titans went up to Foxborough and ran for 270 yards yeah. and lost by 20 because they turned it over four times. Like that's, that's, so that's why teams come away from the Patriots game going, oh, what man, I'm we, saying is it's the same now them. as early in Brady's yeah, Brady, career, yes. the same feeling of, oh, we're better. How are they beating us? But when you look at Buffalo, they lost to Indianapolis. How did that happen? On the ground with Jonathan Taylor. They got pushed around mm-hmm. again. So their defensive fits and their front has to step up in this particular football game. It the, does. What's on the line for the Buffalo Bills? Again, the New England Patriots are basically playing with house money. Bill showed you, okay, I can go back out there. Mm-hmm. I can retool. I'm in the playoffs now. The Bills are in the AFC Championship game. With the baby's okay? quarterback. And the, the quarterback was paid a handsome mm-hmm. ransom to get them to the Super Bowl. If they fail to get back to the AFC Championship game, that is going to be problematic on the Buffalo Bills. Right. You're at home now. You can't lose to the New England Patriots. Take it back, guys, to when the Bills beat the Chiefs early on. Yeah. They couldn't quite get over the hump. The offseason was all about retooling to beat the Chiefs early in the season. They do just that, and it's like, oh. The Bills, maybe they're the new power in the AFC. Key's right about this. Like, the Bills have, and, and Dan, what you mentioned, have greater aspirations than just beating the Patriots. Plus, I, I just love the competition between the two coaches, though. I mean, what, what, was, it, <laughs> yeah. what was it that Bill said on Talk, uh, Talk Sports Radio the next morning? Uh, after him and Sean McDermott were going back after yeah. for it. Like, he just yeah. gave it. It was such a slight, like, oh, low-key casual running. dig. Yeah, yeah like, running. Yeah, we're just running. I'm a little rundown. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little rundown. Like, just <laughs> understanding the chemistry between there. Like, that's what's worth watching this game. Well, because yeah. Sean McDermott said, giving too much credit to exactly. Bill Belichick. Yes. So, Bill's like, I'm a little rundown. I want to get to one more, guys. <laughs> Bucks, Eagles. Bucks are obviously trying to repeat. Um Jalen Hurts, I think he's played very well so far, but there's uh, the jury is still out, right? Like, you, we want Agreed. more evidence. What's on the line here? Well, I mean, Key, like, I, I, I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. I think he's good. I mean, I, I hate him because he plays for the Eagles. I'm a Giants fan, but you get the idea. But I don't know that he is the answer for 10 years. Like, I got to see a little bit more still. What's on the line here? Well, I think, obviously, Jalen Hurts has the uh, another opportunity here to show that, you know, yes, you, you don't need to go get somebody else. I, I can be the guy. Um <laughs> You know, could he could he convince them with a performance here? Sure. I, I mean, look, what's on the line for the Buccaneers is obvious, right? They're trying yeah, to repeat. repeat. You can't lose this game. Um, what's on the line for the Eagles? They're they're this seven seed, right? That that didn't exist two years ago, right? The Steelers and the Eagles; those are the teams that shouldn't be here, right? So there's really nothing uh, to lose. Uh, I don't know, man. The Eagles are zero six against teams that made the playoffs. Their best mm-hmm. win is either like Atlanta or Carolina. Like, I, I mean. They they would I think this would be the most shocking result of the entire weekend. A- absolutely, I, I just cringe, Dan, and I scream when the jury is still out on Jalen. Like, what are you looking for in that style quarterback? Because he's not going well, to be not looking for that Justin Herbert. Yeah. No, I'll tell well, you. I'll if, tell if, you what. If they're not looking for that style quarterback, then 
Why in the hell would you get rid of Carson Wentz to play him if that's not what you're looking for? Well, Wentz, Just, Wentz wanted out. No, I understand. They, they I know I understand that. And, and they, they found value in the second. They like, found value in yeah. the second. If you don't round. like that style, then why why is he your starter? Because he's not going to be Justin Herbert. He's going to be exactly what you see. I agree. He's going to account for four thousand yards yeah, plus I, of I total you. offense. That's Let's, put it, Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. This is how I feel about Justin uh, Justin Herbert. Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts at the moment. And you tell me if this is good enough or not. I think he can play just enough that with a stout defense, they can go on a run the next couple of years. That I already think. Beyond that, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. What is it that you don't you, you tell know? Me? I mean, if you're going, if you have a chance to go on a deep run, isn't that enough? Isn't that what you want from your quarterback? Unless you can upgrade to an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson, like, that's very yeah, suitable. Over the next couple of years, but there's still just, upside. In other words, he can convince explode. me in the next couple of years. This isn't just with a stout defense. Right. You can play enough to go on some runs in the next couple of years. This is a guy who's got the job for 10 years. I think, I think he's improved in a lot of areas, and they're, they're aware of that, and they're happy with it. Uh, and I think there are other areas where they're looking for more improvement. I think his third down performance has been something that's been a, a significant concern. And, you know, he needs to show he's a young player. I, I just don't know with three first-round picks how committed they're going to stay to him, if honestly. You, if you can upgrade at a Pro Bowl level, mm-hmm. veteran quarterback, sure. you certainly do it. Right, if you, you get Russell be, Wilson or somebody to come You there, would right? be yes. a fool sure. not to. By the way, his cap hits a million and a half, I think. I don't know what's wrong with that style of quarterback that they – There's nothing wrong with it. The jury is still out on There's it. nothing wrong crazy. with it. There's no, nothing wrong with it. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max is brought to you by Nature Valley. Nature Valley sweet and salty bars help you make the most of your outdoor time from the backyard to the slopes and anywhere in between. Enjoy a sweet and salty bar wherever you are. For every adventure, there's Nature Valley. All right, let's play reputation versus reality. Dan, you had a great column this week on ESPN.com about the myths. There are myths for all 14 playoff teams. So we're going to read a myth. Okay. Dan is going to tell us why it exists, why it's the reputation, and then we're going to tell you if we agree that it's true or disagree okay. with the myth. We're saying, no, that's just reputation. That's not reality. Here we go. Aaron Rodgers can't win the NFC Championship game. Well, the reason this, this perception exists is because he's played in five and lost four of them, and it's the last four, right? He won his first one the year that they won the Super Bowl. But he's 0-4 since and 0-2 the last couple of years. And I think that's, that's the reason why that reputation exists. Yeah, I'm with Dan. It's just simple reputation. Aaron Rodgers knows exactly what he needs to do. He's been there. He's done it. A few breaks. He'll get it done this year, I believe. Reputation, man. Look, everybody's in Tom Brady. Right? Like, uh, there are only 12 quarterbacks to win multiple Super Bowls. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers will be in that category when it's all said and done. It's reputation. Repu- there's a reality underneath, which is Aaron Rodgers – should win, should not ha- just be sitting on one Super Bowl, yes. and he may change that this year. Chiefs had a down year on offense, Dan. Yeah. Why, what is, what is this? Because they aren't, they aren't just lighting people up, right? Because they had games where it looked difficult as opposed to, I mean, they still are at or near the top of the league in offense, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but we're so used to something that looks otherworldly, and there were too many times this year we didn't see it, uh, and, you know, the, the 17 turnovers in the first seven games still linger in people's memory, and I don't think people have gotten over that and paid close enough attention to how they're playing offense right now. Again, it's rep. It's just like Dan said. Everything is out there for you to see, and you're not seeing the shot plays the way that you did in the past. So the first thing you think is 17 turnovers. Oh, my God, the Chiefs are done. It's not the case. That's right, man. For them to retool on the fly and, and then finish top five in offense 
<laughs> throughout the season. Like, that's – come on, man. That's reputation. Check this out. It's reality, and that's what's scary. The Chiefs have not been the Chiefs on offense this year, but it's in there somewhere. And if it that is. comes out, it is a wrap. Tom Brady doesn't have enough playmakers around him. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is because Chris Godwin got hurt and Antonio Brown – quit the team like that's why people and and also they've been playing without Leonard Fournette for the last three weeks who was their second leading receiver as of three weeks ago when he and Godwin got hurt so he's coming back and that's a big part of it but I think there are a lot of people questioning Godwin caught a lot of balls for this team Antonio Brown was supposed to help replace him neither one of those guys is coming back the reality of it is he does not have enough playmakers around him you mentioned Leonard Fournette banged up there is no AB on, on the team anymore Chris Godwin is hurt I mean uh injured now you got Gronkowski who's older and Mike Evans is still kind of nursing injuries in and out of the lineup so I don't think for the long haul repeating I don't think he has enough playmakers. Reality. But he has gotten it done without elite players before in the past. So we'll see if he can do it again. I, I think it's rep. If you have Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski, most years on the Patriots, that's the, they have better yeah. pass catchers, and he won the Super Bowl with that. I mean, it is Tom Brady. Matthew Stafford can't win the big game, Dan. This is a perception because he plays for the Lions for years. They, a, he didn't play in a lot of big games. He's played in three playoff games his whole career. But, man, the turnovers the last three, weeks, three four weeks of the season have been – have brought it all back, right? Like, this looks like a guy that might let you down in the big moment, and I think people are worried about that. It's reality until he does it. And, and when you look at not just the playoffs as a big game, you got to look at some of the regular season games. He got thumped at home against the Arizona Cardinals, although they went to Arizona and they won that football game with a banged-up Arizona football team. So it's the reality until he actually does it. It's I think, the reality. I think it's rep. I can't hold it against him that he plays for the Detroit Lions. Now he has a chance – with a loaded team, actually win big game scenarios? Rep. I'm copping out. We're going to find out if it's rep or reality right now. Cannot lose the first game of the playoffs. Can't do it. Copping out. The Cowboys need their high-powered offense to win games, Dan. Well, the reason this is a perception is because their defense was so bad last year, and we've seen them operate the offense at a high level. I think that's the expectation is that when it's clicking, it's Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, and these kinds of plays from Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper. Yeah, I, I think it's because the big stars are on that side of the ball for Dallas. I think it's all, yep. It, 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 they don't need the offense to do much except put some points on the board here and there. The defense is dominant. That front, those guys just started playing together, okay? Lawrence along with uh, uh, Gregory and Micah Parsons, they've only played about three games as a unit together. I'll say reality. Um, I don't see that defense being dominant just yet. I think the defense is getting better, has a chance to be dominant. But I still think that offense needs to click at a high pace in order for this team to go deep. All right. This is the same 49ers team that made a Super Bowl run in 2019. Well, I think the reason that perception exists is because 2019 wasn't that long ago, right? Mm. I mean, we still see Jimmy Garoppolo. We still see a lot of the same players on defense uh, that were in that Super Bowl lost to the Chiefs. And I think that's why people might be inclined to assume this was just one down year and now the same team is back. Reality, it is the same football team in terms of everything <laughs> that they are doing. They're running mm-hmm. the football just like they did on the run to the Super Bowl. They took the football, as you know, Dan, out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands in the Minnesota Green Bay playoff game mm-hmm. because why? They did not trust him when he almost turned it over twice. So Shanahan was like, no, 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 you just turn around and hand the football off. That is what they're going to try and do against the Dallas Cowboys to win the game. Reality, I agree, Key. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's reality that it is – Basically the same team because of what Key said. That team came one throw away yeah. from winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Look out. Mm-hmm. It should have right. dove. <laughs> here's, the, here's the big one. You can't 
get to the Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback, Dan Graziano? We're talking about the Patriots. This is simple. I mean, no one ever has. That's why this perception exists. No one yeah. ever has. Reality. Dan said it. Yep. It's we reality. all agree. Reality. Because when you're a bad quarterback, I mean, when you, when you are a good quarterback as a rookie, you go to a very bad team. I'll say this. That's true. It's, it's reality. Too many rookies. It's reality because Justin Herbert wasn't picked by the Patriots. They didn't trade. But if a guy like Justin Herbert last year was on the Patriots this year, they could win the Super Bowl. Who's Justin playing it's this possible. week? possible. Home. Yeah, exactly. He, Max has got a no, no, no. Justin yeah. Herbert, he's got see a, what he uh, did. He got in a that serious game. thing. Dan, are you kidding? He's me? got a serious I, thing I, for I, Justin I Herbert. And Joe Burrow. I could watch Justin Herbert deep throws all day and, and just be very happy. That, and I could listen to Dan Graziano all day. I often do. Enjoy, Cincy. We'll see you next week. There was one, and the NFL has one big problem. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. 